Oh dear. Hey guys, welcome to the Coffee and Coding Podcast, the show where we discuss everything there is to know about app development. I'm your host, Rob J, and in this episode, I'm going to be talking about how to go from a full-time employee to a freelancer. Now on to the show. So before we get into today's episode, Happy New Year. It's 2021. We finally made it. I'd like to say that 2020 is behind us, but um, that doesn't seem like it's exactly going to be the case. But I guess, you know, give it six months or so and we shall see where we're at. I also want to shout out at Mickle J Tim, who donated three coffees over the Christmas period. Really much appreciated. It, it was over the Christmas period. So apologies, Tim, but I wanted to make sure I gave you a proper shout out. I didn't, I didn't just want it to be a, a tweet. And I also want to shout out to Mauricio, who donated 10 coffees over the Christmas period. So really big thanks to you guys as well. Um, if anybody's listening and would like to make a coffee donation, which is essentially donating to the podcast, which is also essentially donating to me, then you can do so at coffeeencodingpod.com forward slash donate. And if you do, I'll shout you out in the podcast, but there's no pressure to do so. The podcast is entirely free, but it's always nice when I get a message that somebody bought me a coffee. So shout out to those guys. Thank you very much. Um, and also Tim Mickle J, who was one of those donators, was also on the podcast. It was actually episode six of the Coffee Encoding podcast. So you can go back if you'd like to listen to that one and listen to him. He's an iOS developer. We, we have a pretty good conversation about all sorts of stuff, including how he was originally a professional cyclist and also Apple Watch apps, Apple's natural language processing framework. I'm literally just reading the title of the podcast right now. So there's a lot of good stuff in there. So feel free to go and check that out. I also wanted to mention, so the topic for this podcast episode came from a suggestion on LinkedIn. I sent a shout out saying I'd like to know what people would like to hear from this podcast in 2021. And one of the suggestions that came out was this episode. So if you have suggestions or ideas for topics that you would like to hear about from me on the podcast or guests that you would like me to have on the podcast, including if it's yourself and you think you have something interesting to talk about, you can be shameless. I'm totally fine with that. Then you can contact me either via email, rob at coffeeencodingpod.com, um, Twitter at lowcarbrob, or you can catch me on LinkedIn at robj.me slash LinkedIn. Short link is the easiest way to get there. Also, you can join the Coffee Encoding Slack if you haven't already, coffeeencodingpod.com forward slash Slack. And finally, before we get into today's episode, can I help you? So as much as I like doing the podcast and talking about different things and hearing from you guys about what you would like to have on the podcast, if you have a question that you would just like to ask me, so you know, you want to know about going from full-time to freelancer, you want me to have a look at your CV, you want me to, I don't know, tell me things that I think that you should learn in order to progress as an Android developer, anything like that, anything you think I could help or you just like my perspective on, you can also feel free to reach out to me on any of the channels, you know, LinkedIn, email, et cetera, et cetera. All of those are in the show notes as well. And if I can help you, then I will. And if I can't, I'll try and find somebody that I know who can help you. And if I can't do either of those, then I'll just say, sorry, I can't help you. But, you know, there's no harm in trying. So I think that's it for me. So happy new year. Here's to 2021. And here are my thoughts on going from being a full-time employee to a freelancer. So originally, the topic that was suggested on LinkedIn was going from being a full-time employee to a freelancer in a COVID world. But I should say right off the bat that from my perspective, and if people have different thoughts on this, then, you know, feel free to, you know, put them out there, LinkedIn, Twitter, email, whatever, and let me know. But from my personal perspective, in a COVID world versus not in a COVID world, my advice will be exactly the same. So you're a full-time employee and you are an iOS developer, an Android developer, 
you know, backend developer, whatever it happens to be, and you would like to go from full time to freelance, these would be my steps to do it. And this is how I would suggest you do it. And the first thing that I would say to realize is that there's not that much difference in going from full time to freelancer, assuming that by freelancer, we're talking about contract based work. So not project based work, which would be, you know, you go and find a client, they give you a project, they tell you build this for me in the next six months, and then you just go off and do it. We'd be talking about contract work, which was a recruiter would find you that would then refer you to a client who has a project already underway and they need an Android developer, an iOS developer, whatever you may be to come on board for three months or six months or 12 months to help out on that project. In that sense of freelancing, it's not that different from full-time. In fact, it's probably not different from full-time at all, except that you're definitely going to get paid more and there's definitely more flexibility, especially if it's a three-month contract because you're there for three months and then you can decide to renew if they would like you to renew or you can decide not to and do something else and there's no strings attached. So the first thing that I would suggest is you want to make sure that your CV is up to scratch. And by that, I would say you want to make sure that your CV lists all your experience, I should say all your relevant experience. So don't have a CV that says, you know, I'm an Android developer. I worked for this company that I'm working for now from 2013 to now. And in that time, I've worked on big projects. I worked on small projects. I've built an app that has 4 million downloads and I've built an app that has 100 million users. That's, that tells me absolutely nothing about your skill set or what you've done. What you want to do is I've worked at this company that I'm working at now from here to here. And during this time, I built this app. If it's something that they can go and check out on the App Store or the Play Store, link to it, give it a name and then say, you know, that involved working with this technology, involved working with this SDK, it involved building this specific thing, it involved working with this specific language involved working with this specific framework. And so somebody can look at your CV. And the thing that I would remind people, if you haven't heard it from the freelancing episode, I think maybe it was episode 16 that I did last year, was when a when a recruiter is going over your CV, or really when anybody's going over your CV, they're not reading your CV. They're just looking at keywords. So you want to make sure the keywords are there. So if somebody has a job spec that says, you know, I need an Android developer that has two years of Kotlin experience and they've worked with RxJava and they've worked with coroutines and they're familiar with Android Jetpack and those words are not in your CV, somebody's going to scan your CV. Oh, this person doesn't have the experience. Next one. Right. But if those words are on your CV, so you're actually describing what you've done in a very brief short word that somebody could just look down your CV and say, oh, yeah, Android Jetpack, Kotlin, et cetera, et cetera. Then that's the point where I would say, right, your CV is up to scratch. And I would also say as a final point, if it's not super obvious, your CV should be no more than two pages. It should be bullet points as much as possible because bullet points are super easy to scan really quickly. And don't waste space on your CV saying things like, you know, I'm a hard worker. I do this. I do this. No, nobody cares. When it, when it comes to freelancing, people care about, do you have the skills that we are looking for to do the job? Because you're a freelancer now. So if you come in and you don't have the skills, you're gone. It's not like being an employee where there might be like a six month probation period. And if you don't have the skills, we might try and get you up to scratch. That's not how it works. We're hiring you to come in and hit the ground running. So if you come in and you can't hit the ground running, then you're out, which means that you don't have to waste space on your CV saying that you're hardworking and all this kind of stuff. Because if, if you're, if you're hardworking, it will show when you get the, when you get the role. And if you're not hardworking, it will show when you get the role and you'll be out. So just use the space on your CV to show the skills that you have that are relevant for the jobs that you're applying for. And once you've done that, you want to get your LinkedIn up to scratch. Now your LinkedIn is pretty much, for me at least, exactly the same as my CV. You have place that I worked, 
all the relevant experience, bullet pointed, really easy to scan, really easy for someone to just look at your profile and say, right, this guy ticks all the scale, ticks all the boxes on this job spec. Maybe I want to talk to this person. The only difference with LinkedIn would be you have um, the job title field at the top. So it says, you know, for me, it would say, you know, Rob J, Android developer slash podcast host or something. You want to make sure that the job title that you use for your profile is the job title that you're looking to get a job in. So if you're a junior iOS developer and you're ready to bump yourself up to a senior iOS developer, don't have junior iOS developer as your profile title because you won't get found in a search when someone's searching for senior iOS developer. And that would be the same as freelancer, right? If you're looking for freelance work and your job title currently says senior iOS developer, change that to freelance senior iOS developer. So when people are searching for those sorts of terms, you'll definitely come up. And I would also say there's a little bit of space at the top of your LinkedIn profile to write something that's you know, vaguely interesting. So if you've released your own apps, just put a link to your apps. Or if you've, if you want to give a very brief overview, I think on mine, I've got like four bullet points. And one of them is I've experienced in, and I list about 15 or 16 different SDKs, because if whoever's looking at my profile doesn't scroll through my profile from the very first snippet of me that they see, they can see that I've experienced in all these different things that might tick the boxes on their job spec. And then they might want to reach out to me. Once you've done all of that, As per I mentioned in episode 16, when it came to how to get freelancing roles, you want to upload your CV to as many job websites as you can find, obviously relevant to where you are. So in the UK, there'd be specific ones that you would go to. And in the US, there'd probably be different ones. And if you're somewhere else in the world, there'll be different ones. But you want to go, you want to find a job role that's similar to what you're looking for. Ideally, it would be a contract role. So for example, I'm in the UK, I would go to totaljobs.co.uk and I would search for Android contract and I would find the first Android contract and I would upload my CV and apply for that role. Now, I don't want that role. I just want my CV to be on the totaljobs.co.uk website because as soon as I apply for that role, that CV then gets sent to all these different recruiters that have a relationship with totaljobs.co.uk and within an hour, I'm getting emails from them because they've seen my CV and they've got a different role that I might actually be interested in and now I'm on their radar. So you definitely want to do that. And then once you've done that, then you've got interviews and, you know, possibly tech tests and that kind of thing. Um, And this is where this is probably the only difference between normal quote unquote world versus these like the COVID world right now that we're living in, which is everything's remote. So the work for the most part is going to be remote. The interview is going to be remote. Any tech tests that you do are going to be remote. Everything's going to be remote. So that's the only, only difference. But in terms of interviews, it will be exactly the same. And I'm actually considering giving a workshop on interviews as a bit of a side note. So if anybody's interested in that, just email me rob at coffeeencodingpod.com and just let me know that you're interested. And if I do decide to do the workshop or when I do, I'll email you back the link and everybody can join and it will be free because I've interviewed people before at companies that I've freelanced at to try and hire people to work on my team if I was lead on the project. And I've seen people talk themselves out of interviews and I feel like it's even easier to do this remotely because, you know, sometimes there's time delays and sometimes there's a bit of lag. And I should say there's a couple of things that I would give as pointers just off the top, which is one, don't be afraid of silence. So just like programming, usually the simplest answer is the best. So if, for example, somebody asks you a question like, would you use this technology over this technology? And your answer is, yes, I would use this technology over this technology because 
They're both the same, but this one's incredibly faster and it makes build times faster. So I would prefer to use this one. That's the answer. And what I've seen is people talk all around the houses because they feel like that answer is not in depth enough. And definitely you want to go in depth with your answers. But if the answer is simple, keep it simple and don't be afraid of the silence when you're done. That the person that's interviewing you is just making sure that you're done by just not saying anything for a few seconds. You don't have to feel all that time. And I would also say, if you are being interviewed by somebody who is a, in my opinion, kind of quote unquote bad interviewer, so they don't really ask questions that are going to give them the feel that you're a good fit for the job, which automatically disqualifies you from the job because they're going to leave the interview thinking, well, that guy is probably not the person that we want. But in reality, they didn't ask you any of the questions that would allow you to give them the information they need to know that you are the person that they want. In that situation, what you want to do, and you'll realize pretty quickly, like, oh, this guy's asking me questions that aren't really relevant and I'm not really getting myself across, is, you know, somebody asks you a question, you answer a question, and then just go off on a tangent and give them other information that they haven't asked for, but you know is relevant and you know will put you in good standing. And don't do it all the time and don't be... You know, don't be silly with it. Like, don't somebody ask you, you know, hey, Rob, how's your day going today? Oh, my day's going great. I've just spent my day learning Rx Java and I really like using observables. And, you know, I've just realized that I can set up disposables and composite disposable. Don't do not do that. But somebody asks you, you know, have you worked with this technology before? The answer is a yes or no answer. But you're going to say, yes, I have worked with this technology. I used it here and here and here. I used it in this way and the reason that I like using it is this but in all honesty if I had a choice I'd probably want to use this other technology because I like this other technology better for this reason and you know just demonstrate your knowledge but that would be like my brief tips on interviews if if people would like to know more let me know and I'm happy to do an episode on that or a workshop on that wherever so I think that's it I'm sure there's going to be follow-up questions and I'm sure the answers that I've given to this question and the advice that I've given are a lot simpler than some people might be expecting. So if you have more questions or you're not exactly sure, I didn't talk about something you would like me to let me know. But otherwise, going from full time to freelance in a COVID world, that's the gist of it. And if you follow those steps, I would be highly surprised if you weren't able to make the jump. Finally, if you like the show, you can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and don't forget to leave us a rating or a review. You can do that either via Apple Podcasts or via podchaser.com. The link is in the show notes. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so with a coffee donation at coffeeencodingpod.com slash donate. Caffeine is literally what fuels this podcast. If you'd like to connect with me, you can do so on Twitter at lowcarbrob. And if you'd like to connect with like-minded developers and other listeners, you can do so in our Slack community at coffeeencodingpod.com slash Slack. Thank you for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode of the Coffee Encoding Podcast.